0: All right, everybody, welcome to an exciting edition of the Fresh Takes Podcast here on fairleaks1.com. I, for Sam, the Russo portion of our uh, podcast, Paul Russo, and across from me, as always, man, myth, legend himself, Nick Felice. Nick, how you doing today, bud? Not
1: too bad, Paul. Um... Uh- I just learned that we are giving away spoilers. We we are. I was prepared. What do you mean?
0: What do you mean? You're learning? We we. <laughs> I was prepared to just talk we,
1: about it non-spoiler, but I well, just learned.
0: Well, I think
1: in the last half hour.
0: Look, I went with the safe route, and you know, you know, when we talk about here, it's gonna be hard, mind you. I don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones, um, so I don't know. In all honesty. You know what you're going to be able to talk about. I think, for the most part, with Avengers, uh, when we get to that, when we discuss Endgame,
1: I watch uh, that.
0: It will be tough to discuss some things without giving some things away, based upon you know what we thought of it. There'd be
1: no discussion if we couldn't spoil it.
0: You know what I mean? So, well, the beauty about this is, right? If you plan, if you if you listen to us regularly. And you haven't seen either or yet. Uh, we're both saving those two topics for the end of uh, of the show, whenever we get there. And you can stop listening. You can go go away for a little bit. Admittedly, you know we don't we don't wish that upon our, you know our views and listeners and all that. But uh, and then you can come back though, you know later on here a few days down the line and finish up and uh, listen to our stuff and. Th- See, you know what you thought about it as well compared to what you thought. Um, admittedly, though, I'm starting to see a lot of people do this at least with Avengers. We can kind of go into it too a little bit about how soon's too soon, but I've seen a lot of people say at this point if you're actually that big of a fan of Avengers, anyway, uh, a lot of people are saying you have until like Friday before some people actually start really saying stuff without any warning. <laughs> so, you know, mind you, we're Tuesday, or Tuesday when we go live here, but, you know, we're giving you fair warning on this, I feel like we are, so that way when we get to it, we can get you out of here, and we can discuss. I think that's safe, I think that's fair, Nick, I yes, could be wrong, fair, but, uh, I not, guess we'll find we're out. We're not LeSean McCoy here. No. What's funny is, apparently he's, uh, he might be cut. <laughs> yep. Not because of, obviously, the spoilers, but... Uh, People people are joking about how that might be a possibility. Without further ado, take a quick look at what we got going on. Uh, So, obviously, we're going to talk about the draft. Um, Both our football teams, respectively, went in interesting directions. Safe to say. Yeah. Um, They'll obviously touch on the playoffs. And um, when we get done discussing the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, we will give you... A few seconds to get yourselves on out of here before we jump right in, and um, yeah, you got the Game of Thrones. Uh, Nick will be like I said. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, I have seen obviously. I think Barcel tweeted literally uh, the fifteen. I think it was about fifteen minutes or so of long of the climax of the episode where I did see. I didn't see that. What happened? Um, and I, I, you know, is it Barcelona needed any more enemies? I'm like, what are you doing? But um, Nick uh, Nick's literally having his own segment with that today, because um, obviously, like I said, I have no idea what Game of Thrones really is. I could tell I could tell you like the names of most of the people, but uh, couldn't really tell you whatever. And then uh, we'll obviously discuss Endgame. Uh, so uh, a lot of cool stuff talking about today. Uh, maybe not cool if you haven't seen anything <laughs> like in that regard yet. But we're here. It's fresh takes. We'll have our fresh minds on it. So um we figured it'd be probably safe to do, you know, in the right sense of the word, I guess. And um yeah, you know. Without further ado, we'll jump into the first topic. The NFL draft. Um admittedly I was a little bit surprised that Kyler did go number one really? I get well I guess it had more to do with the fact that the Cardinals are kind of keeping it I mean not the worst kept seeker in the world but there was a bit of allusion to a mystery as to what they were going to do and I think Cliff Kingsbury their new head coach did a really good job at least masking how bad he clearly wanted Kyler I think and I took the bait for it um you know, that's not to say I didn't think they'd take, you know, maybe like a Nick Bosa or someone down the line, but, you know, the, fir- the first non-offensive quarterback to go was um, former Alabama offensive tackle Jonah Williams going to Cincinnati at the 11th pick. So, obviously, I don't think Arizona was going to trade down, but it's an interesting thing where you go. Um, obviously, Jonah Williams is no Kyler Murray uh, comparable, you know what I mean, but – Part of it did surprise me. Part of it didn't, I guess. Um, You know, Josh Rosen, I think he can be a good quarterback in this league. I was pretty high on him his junior year at UCLA. Um, Thought he looked very pro-ready. Someone I really wanted the Redskins to possibly get a hold of, and clearly they didn't. Um,
1: But you like the Redskins' quarterback.
0: Yeah, I like their pick. I was going to kind of wait to get on that. I was kind of go down the line a little bit, um, at least in that regard. Not hit on every team, obviously, but I guess the major, uh, I guess, bullet points of the draft. But, um, yeah, so Collar did go number one. Um, like I said, a little bit surprising to me. I'm sure probably a little bit surprising to some people overall, too, in general. He just took a quarterback uh, first overall last year. First overall for you anyway last year Um, First time in NFL I think it was, no, fourth time in NFL history First time since like the mid-70s Or something like that Where a team used their first overall pick In back-to-back years On a quarterback So uh, Interesting stuff there Um, Stay semi on the local end of this The Jets uh, They took uh, Quinnen Williams Defensive tackle from Alabama That helps kind of shore up their uh, defensive scheme a little bit uh defense that at times had some really good looks to it last year but overall uh needed improvement and that's a big help obviously for them uh team that's kind of turning the corner a little bit um you get Am in there obviously an offensive minded coach uh with Sam Darnold who shown who did show signs of some excellence last year so uh pretty good third overall pick there um that gets us to I think Another really main bullet point to talk about in this draft, uh, Nick. Your Giants. Uh, I put in the title there. Did the Giants reach? Because <clears throat> at least in my mind, they did. Um, I think it, clearly looking at it, they could have for sure gotten him at 17. That their next over their next first round pick. You know, they could have gotten a guy like an Ed Oliver, like a Josh Allen, uh, to really help with that defense, especially on the front end, uh, with two. Both those guys are very dynamic in what they can do. Um, so, in my mind, they did reach a little bit. Um, maybe a bit of a surprise pick in that regard as well. Um, I think a lot of people had um, they had Daniel Jones even below Drew Locke. Um, a lot of people did, I think. Uh, I think, myself included, I had him below Drew Locke. Uh, You know, maybe Gilman saw something that we don't. I mean, I don't know. Um, We don't I think it certainly takes the pressure off Eli for at least another full year. Um, You know, worrying about what's right behind him. But now he does get put in that mentor role. Um, So, we'll be interested to see the dynamic dynamic there. Uh, So, Nick, you are the Giants fan. So, what, you know, for you... um, you know what's your takeaway from at least this first pick for the Giants? But
1: before I get to the Giants, let's talk about Kyler and the Jets. Yeah, uh, Kyler, I wasn't too surprised that he went number one because uh, McK- McKingleberry, whatever his name is, there, <laughs> Kingsbury, McKingsbury, <laughs> Kingsbury. Yeah, um, you're just turning him into Hingle McKringleberry. <laughs> uh, I guess his style I don't know anything about him But I guess his style Murray works better than Rosen Well yeah So that makes sense And it didn't take long for Rosen to go to the Dolphins Your brother's favorite team mm-hmm. uh, The Jets You know Adam Gates with those big eyes So really <laughs> good talent there And uh, Quinn and Williams That's a nice solid pick by the Jets Yeah. Hats yeah. off to them And the Giants They did reach They did reach yeah, they could have got a nice defensive player, uh, Daniel Jones, well, most likely. Even though, obviously, they're gonna say this because they took him at six. They're not gonna say that they reached. So the Giants have come out and said, "Oh, he's probably." They said he was gonna go like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, around there. Yeah. So they would have never got him seventeen. Obviously, they're gonna say that because they would have took him at seventeen. But yeah, they reached. But the thing with the draft, you just you just don't know. I mean. Uh, I mean, Daniel Jones could end up being a good quarterback. Uh, He could be the best quarterback in the draft. Who knows? Um, I do like the big guy from Clemson, uh, Lawrence. Something Lawrence. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. I like him. I thought that was a nice pick right Mm -hmm. there. I I mean, those they can end up being solid picks. But he could have handled the the drafting philosophy a little bit. I think
0: a big issue too is right is a lot of times top. When you take a quarterback in the top ten, they're the guys who you start right away. Um, so that's what also kind of makes this a weird pick because you're you have a guy under tulage here for a couple of years before he's ready to go as but, a top ten pick.
1: Might be like Baker Mayfield last year. If the Giants start 0 and five, you could see Eli Bunt bench. Yeah.
0: Well, that, I mean the issue there too was Tyrod was hurt. Yeah, so
1: I'm just saying if the Giants yeah. do start like 0 and five again, I think Eli. Could be done. Yeah, Eli's going to start the season. He will. They're going to give him one last chance. But if it doesn't work out, the one thing that's in Eli's favor, I'm pretty sure the Giants' schedule is pretty easy to start the season, like the first six weeks, mm-hmm. maybe five wins. I think you guys have a fairly
0: early-ish bye this year too. I think.
1: Have to look at it. Yeah, but uh, they got a pretty easy schedule to start the season. So we'll see how Eli does. And the other thing is, I'm pretty sure isn't Daniel Jones, like, friends with the Mannings? See, I don't know that. I think he is. I think I think Peyton might have trained. I mean,
0: he might have gone to, like, Peyton that camp or whatever, but a yeah. lot of people go to that camp now.
1: I just, I I, I don't, not 100% sure on this. I think he's friends with the Mannings, and that's the guy they wanted Eli to mentor is this guy. So, I mean, if that's how you're doing it. I don't really like that. I don't like that's the only reason they drafted him. I mean, I don't know. Go to the next pick you were going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, so I like the pick, though. Yeah, so I guess
0: down the line, uh, we'll touch base in the seven one six for Buffalo. Uh, really great pick for them going at Oliver, I think. Um, guy who's excited to go to Buffalo. Obviously has a passion for the game. Um, passion clearly for the fans already there, um, so that will be an, that will be cool to see. See how well they do. I think Buffalo. A lot of people um, are saying it. I kind of agree I think Buffalo probably had one of the best drafts overall uh, for any team in the league this year. Um, that being said, we're probably jinxing it because Buffalo. So, uh, but tremendous pick for them, uh, my opinion. The only reason I want to discuss this pick is because of the reaction of it. Uh, Miami at 13 took Christian Wilkins, a defensive tackle for Clemson. And opposed to, right, you know, how these players come out and they dab up, you know, Roger Goodell and Hug and whatever, right? Christian Clemens was so excited that he got picked and whatever. And he comes running on stage, right? And I forget what he said to Goodell, but he literally. Shoulder bumps Goodell Gide- Who not expecting it at all But really I, one of the cooler moments Of the draft I feel like Something you don't normally see A guy with like that much passion and excitement um, I guess doing you know, Something a little bit you know unorthodox in nature obviously uh, To the commissioner So That was pretty cool uh, 15 Man my Redskins we finally didn't blunder a pick I'm so happy Uh, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback. Uh, Your Snapchat was pretty crazy. Yeah, my Snapchat was crazy. I was shirtless. Good thing we didn't see that. Um, yeah, I was really happy with that pick, obviously, if you saw my snap. Uh, my snap story, I was over the moon, to say the least. Um, man, uh, definitely gives you that stability, I think, for the future a little bit. Guy who doesn't have to start right away. Uh, at the same token I I think if Case Keenum goes 0-5 off the bat Haskins is going in um, So I'm excited for it um, I think first time I've been excited about a pick Really since RG3 um, So Man I'm thrilled Redskins too um, Had a really good draft I feel like overall I know NBC said That they gave him The best grade overall I don't know if I'd do that Um I think they reached in a couple spots in the draft. In the third round, they took a wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, let me look so I get the name right. Yeah, Terry Mc- uh, McLaurin from Ohio State. Um, I think, obviously, a little bit of a reach. Um, I guess kind of
1: all things considered. I just know my dad's a Giants fan. Yeah. And he wanted that receiver and quarterback from that the Redskins got.
0: Really? Yeah. 'cause uh, the wide receiver I wanted actually, uh, that kind of late was uh your guy from Notre Dame, Miles Boykin. Uh he ended up going late in the third round to Baltimore, but uh I digress. I think it was a little bit of a reach for the Redskins. But um and then the Giants come up again here at seventeen for Dexter Lawrence. Again, I think he's a good pick. I he's a very gra- he's a great player. Um Kind of surprised, Um, I guess, he, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go a little bit higher in the draft, admittedly, but again, maybe something that we don't see that GMs do see. Um, really, other than that, the first round kind of had some interesting, I guess, flavor to it. The Redskins straight up to get Montez Sweat, who fell in the draft because of a health issue picked up at the Combine. Uh, some interesting stuff there. There
1: was um, some history in the first round.
0: There was history. Uh, two tight end is that the history you're talking about? The two tight ends? No, but that's, oh, not, that's, that, that's not, what, not history. All right, so what was the what is your history making moment then in the first round?
1: Giants Raiders, first time that two teams had three picks in the first round. Really? Yeah. Huh? How about how about that? Yeah. yeah. Normally, pets here giving out the,
0: the fun facts. We got them today. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> just here. All my cousins are Raider fans. You know, Giants fans. So it's, it was a big deal. So what? Um,
0: what are your overall thoughts, then, about the draft, then, at this point? I, thought, I think we got through the main bullet points. If you got any more you want to bring up, do so. But I think we got through, I guess, most
1: of the main absolutely. bullet points. Um, I, I thought there wasn't like... The, who knows, you know? There could be some surprises late in this draft. You just don't know. But I will say one thing about the draft, and it has nothing to do with any of the players. Nashville did an awesome job. With hosting the draft, yes. I thought that looked crazy. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, it did. I know it rained the first night, but that looked packed. It looked lit. I'll say, yeah. it. you know, it just did. And I hear next year it's going to be in Vegas. It is. I don't know where that's they're going to put it, but they'll sure probably because
0: they like doing them outside now. They'll probably they might close the like down like a portion of the strip. I'd bet.
1: Yeah, and it'll be nuts. That would be nuts. Um Obviously, I just went to Vegas, if you're a fan of the show. Uh, I'd like to go back. I might go that week. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I thought they did a great job Nashville. Nashville. Uh, I just like that it's outside, and I like that it's at different locations now. That's pretty cool. Um, I like uh, you know, I, I the draft. It was cool. You know, the Giants made some noise, um, and it just... The one thing about drafts, you just don't know until it happens. I think... I think Kyler Murray is going to be a bust. Really? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't know if it'll be Jamarcus Russell bust, but... Maybe a little Johnny Manziel. Which is Hmm. also a pretty bad bust, but... I don't know, I'm just... I think he's too short. Too small for the game. That will be my bold prediction of this year's class. Okay. It'll be bust. Oh,
0: I just got some breaking news across the uh, wire here in the sports realm. We will bust in for it quick. Uh, did not mean to talk about baseball tonight, but we did have some history just made. Uh, so, congratulations. Uh, spoiler alert. Apparent. I'll go spoiler alert here to be safe, too. Mute your things quick if you want. Uh CC Sabathia just recorded his 3,000th career strikeout. So, some history made in the MLB tonight. Wow. Um, I think the next one in line probably is going to be Max Scherzer, potentially. He might get to it next year, actually, Max Scherzer. If he keeps up the pace, he's usually on. So,
1: Congratulations, C. C. So I'm sure he's watching the show.
0: <laughs> Not busy just literally pitching in a game right
1: now. <laughs> He'll catch you after the game.
0: Um... So, some quick other things about the draft. D.K. Metcalf, uh, last pick in the second round, Seattle picked him up. Um, Surprised he fell that far. Um, Really am. Um, So, that's big for them, obviously. Um, It technically preceded, I guess, the news about Doug Baldwin, right? I think so. Uh, so should Doug Baldwin retire, you got your replacement literally right there. Yep. So that's the beauty about the draft. Um, you know, some other, I guess, things that pop up here. Uh, nobody really went late, I guess, in the draft that, um, I guess you get surprised about or lack thereof, however you want to really want to call it, I guess, um, the uh, the Redskins lost a pick. <laughs> uh, don't think we turned a card in for one of our sixth round picks. Really, <laughs> those things tend to happen. The they happened to the. They just Vikings. lose a pick in general. Yeah, they lost the pick. They forfeited it. Uh, they for so back in the mid two thousands, the Vikings did it back to back years in the first round, where they just dry, ended up dropping back a few picks because I guess something happened with the card. They didn't get it in time or something. Um. And then back in the day, the Redskins literally traded the same pick twice. (laughs) So, stuff like that does happen in the draft. It's wacky. And um, before we get away, we will shout out this year's Mr. Irrelevant, pick 254. The Arizona Cardinals selected Caleb Wilson, a tight end from UCLA. So, Caleb Wilson, we are looking for you this year in fantasy. Man, I mean, how often does the team draft this, the first
1: pick and then the last pick?
0: I'd bet it's probably more often than I think we think. No, you know no. what I mean? That would be something interesting to kind of look back for, I guess. Um, we simply do not have the time for it right now, obviously. No. Um, that in mind, we're already kind of deep into this podcast. Uh, luckily, I think this next couple will kind of go quick.
1: And then plug your ears. And plug your ears. We're
0: still two technical segments away from it, I guess. But, um so we'll discuss some playoff action here. We'll start in the NBA first because I think that's going to be kind of easier to talk about. Um, yeah, this Houston, this has more or less only been a story, I guess, for, you know, maybe 24-ish to 48 hours, uh, depending upon the way you want to. I guess, look at it. Um, again, I, I think a lot of this in this Houston-Golden State debacle is a lot of pop calling the kettle black. Um, these are two teams that literally constantly whine to the refs, especially this year. Um, that being said, I can understand Houston's frustrations a little bit. Uh, obviously, I think we can all be in agreement that and no matter what sport, it doesn't matter whether you're looking at it from the NBA to the NFL to the NHL to the MLB, there are certainly superstar, I won't I won't say calls, but leniences. Um, and you certainly get those. Uh, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying it happens. I think it's one of those things where you just allow it to happen. Um, that being said, to have a full-fledged audit and report that you want to submit to the NBA is kind of absurd to me. Um But again, it's not my organization I'm running, so do you. Um, Golden State's up in the series 1-0. They play game two tonight um, with apparently notorious rocket hater Scott Foster calling the game. Really? Yeah. He hasn't been on the game since February when there was a big technical debacle deal there.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was the name.
0: Yeah, but apparently... For all you conspiracy people out there, apparently the NBA assigns these refs pre-game one. So, again, or maybe this helps your conspiracy feud. I don't know. Um, I was able to watch, actually, the Denver-Portland game last night for a while. That was actually a fun game to watch. Um, Nikola Jokic, man, I tell you, he kind of plays a traditional big man, yet he's able to step outside and shoot. And he plays very well Um, He's averaging the highest Assists per game in the Playoffs for a center In NBA history right now Um, Then he had a spectacular play last night um, Dishing it to uh, Gary Harris Who made a phenomenal layup Underneath the basket Um, Go to YouTube and find it If you haven't it was really Great to watch Um, Milwaukee just tied up the series with Boston, they won by 21 points tonight. That series is going to be fun. Um, perhaps, perhaps the changing of the guard a little bit if Giannis is able to beat the Celtics in the series. Um,
1: that was a big win for them. It was
0: a big one. I'm telling you, I think if they went two nothing to Boston, it was over. It's probably a sweep for Boston.
1: And I saw the Bucks for 0 and 14 went down mm-hmm. to nothing.
0: Yeah, so that's big. Nick, with the stats over there? Stat in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then this other series, this has a game seven written all over, only because of just (laughs) there's a certain physicality to it and a certain brand of bad basketball. The Sixers and Raptors are fun one minute and god-awful the next, like, three to watch. Uh, That series, I'm telling you, is probably going to go seven. has the makings of it. It doesn't um, matter if they're home or the road. No, yeah, I mean, um, just ugly basketball. I think on that front. Um, obviously, Nick, I know you don't pay attention too much to the NBA at this point in the year. I did watch that Sixers. Game. Oh, you did watch Okay, let's get some Nikki fresh analysis.
1: I did watch the game. I Maybe mean, that was all I was really gonna say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was hoping the Raptors would win because I just cannot stand the Sixers and Celtics. Um. Raptors was hitting threes at the end. Danny Green just couldn't make a three at the end of that game. That was the difference, really.
0: Yeah, they. I thought they went to him an awful lot for a guy
1: who was awful. Yeah, and the one he missed right at the end of the game. He's wide open. You got to make that. I mean, that was that was not good. And Embiid had a big layup there. Nice move on uh, Gasol, and that was huge. Embiid did make a big shot in that game, and that was the difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh. I th- I think the Bucks, if they can win a game here in Boston, they can get back in control of this series. Yeah,
0: I mean, they certainly got, I think, a little bit of control back tonight, obviously winning. Um, it gives them back home court advantage, if you want to call it that. Game five, obviously, in Milwaukee. So, obviously, that's a big, big factor. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, looking at it that way. Um, yeah, the other game out of tonight is that Golden State-Houston game. Might tune in for it a little bit. I shared some of my Facebook page, and I mean, I don't... I mean, I think I'll have some people, they won't say anything or do anything with the post, but they'll disagree with it, but I mean, I think a lot of other people nationally are finally catching on. Like, James Harden basketball is like a very bad brand aesthetically to watch. But that was a foul. Yeah, I mean, obviously, well... See here's the thing with that, right? Is that I get you need landing space, but he also like exaggerated that shot,
1: in my opinion. Is it more is the Kyle Guy one more obvious? Um well the thing with
0: Kyle Guy is I didn't think he really and This is Kyle Guy in the final four. I don't think he altered I don't think he altered like his legs as much on that shot as Harden did. At least in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like I thought, Kyle Guy kind of stayed in the same spot. Harden didn't move as opposed forward. to Harden, who you can tell, you know, like thrusted himself. So and he always does that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my opinion. No, I don't think. I think. Now that being said, I think as long as you come down clean, and this is where I kind of differ with a lot of people. In my opinion, I I think if you come down clean, you can be right up in their airspace, and that's fine. I mean, I get why it is a foul, I get why they call it, but, I mean, even a few years ago when we played, you know, organized, you know, at the 8th grade level, 7th and 8th grade level, if you did that, it was a clean play because you didn't get them on the shot. So, yeah, it kind of is what it is, I guess, with that. It will be interesting tonight to kind of see, though, what happens, I think, how these teams interact with each other, because no one outside of Draymond has really said anything about Harden and the Rockets calling out the refs in the NBA um but Steve Kerr has kind of made his stance kind of obvious both um both like i guess speaking like in a regular sense to the media and also in that sarcastic tone he kind of comes out with sometimes so it will be interesting i think tonight to see kind of how everyone interacts with each other. Um, in that regard, anyway. Uh, so, any final thoughts for you, Nick, about the NBA playoffs?
1: Uh, at least here for the week. Uh, until there's an upset, it's not that exciting. Because mm-hmm. it's looking like it could be 1-2-1-2. One, two, one, two. And I'd love 1-2 in the East. So, oh, love to see Boston and the Sixers go down. But, we'll see. If Golden State wins tonight, oh, it's going to put a nice dagger into the season. No hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm with you at least in that regard. Until I get proven otherwise, it's Golden State. So, yeah. Hey, you never know. Um, that being said, we'll move on to the other playoffs going on right now that you for sure don't know what the hell is going on. Because the East...
1: Islanders blew it. The, the East night. is
0: more like the Wild West right now. Um, Columbus beat uh, Boston tonight. So they take a 2-1 series lead. Um, Islanders blew it the other night. They did. To be fair, they definitely did. Um, man, that's really weird to me that Columbus won tonight. Um there's some grittiness here, though, from them. And then, you, you know, the, the Hurricanes are going to uh, PNC Arena with two games in hand, 2-0 series lead. Um, I thought this was the Islanders in six. It looked like it might be the Hurricanes in five. <laughs> um, those two teams, tremendous offenses on both. Uh, relatively young overall on the offensive end for both. Um I just figured the Barry Trotz difference would have an effect and maybe it's the old Barry Trotz difference that's having an effect uh for the Islanders on this one. So it's kind of crazy how the east is playing out. Um It's really incredible. Um you know, Boston uh, they might be in some trouble. Um they might potentially lose Brad Marchand at least for one game. Uh, I took a bit of a cheap shot tonight in the second period. So it'll be interesting, I guess, to kind of see how that goes. The other game going on tonight is out West San Jose and Colorado puck. uh, Pretty much just dropped about 15 minutes ago. I believe they are nothing, nothing right now. Uh, That's a tied series. Uh, Colorado hangs hanging tough, uh, especially in game two with San Jose. Um, I still think that San Jose is pretty much to lose. Um, The Blues, they're up two to one. Um, That game, that game two, seemed really fluky for them. Uh, But it'll be interesting to kind of see there. Uh, West, that's why I said it's kind of ho hum right now. Just you know, you're kind of expecting the things that are happening out there. Um, You know, playoff hockey. And the Blues are playing who? Dallas. Dallas. So I. You know, it's weird, Dallas again, another team that we thought was imploding earlier in the year, and playoff hockey will do that to teams, man. They just, you don't know what to expect. It's the beauty of hockey, I think, in the playoffs that's different than any the other of the big four, you know, sports and leagues is, you know, you get these teams in the playoffs and, you know, not not to make it a hockey pun, but the gloves are off, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Um I mean look at look at round one for it. I mean we had history made where two for two number one seeds were knocked out. The most one of the most historic offenses in league history got knocked out. In four games. It sweeped swept. You know, the first seed out west Calgary lost in five like it, it, hockey's crazy that way. It really is. Um it's fun to watch. You just gotta make the playoffs. yeah, yeah you really do. As long as you're in you got a shot. You know, we say that about any sport, but truly in hockey, it really is that true, though. Whereas you get in, you have the shot. And in hockey, it's the one sport where if you get in and have a shot, you certainly deserve to have that shot, the title. Um,
1: NBA, you can't say the same. No,
0: no. So, Nick, you watch any playoff hockeys in the past week, or?
1: You know, no, not but nothing? I've seen the scores, and I've seen the series, and I'm a little disappointed that LA, or LA, Las Vegas. <laughs> And Nashville got to be bought, you know. You got to move on, and it
0: might be the last, might be the last win, last shot at the title for Nashville too. This was year.
1: Carolina the seventh seed.
0: Carolina would have been the technical seventh seed. Yes, was
1: the first wild card, right? Yes. So it could be the two wild card teams. Yeah, Eastern. that's nutty. That's nutty. Eastern Conference Finals. Um, that would be something. It's just. It's just. Any of the teams that are even in it, besides, who's it? Blues, Dallas, what's the other West series again?
0: Colorado and San Jose. That series
1: tied yeah. 1-1 right Like, now. if Boston doesn't win the Stanley Cup, I think any of the other seven teams would, yeah. be, would be strange Yeah, That what we're used to in the NHL. I yeah. think any of the other seven, ho- hoist that trophy... It would be weird. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be weird.
0: Boston, Boston is the last original six team in the playoffs this year, so everyone, team everyone happens. else is technically obviously an expansion team. Who's the one team you're pulling for? You know, personally, I'd like to see, you know, either the Islanders or Carolina. Um, both those teams offensively really excite me. Um, oh. At West, there's not one, not anyone I'm really particularly pulling for. And
1: what do you think of that call? Vegas getting screwed.
0: Well, okay, so the four-check, okay, so I'm going to have to kind of, I'll give a quick dummies guide on this one. This is game seven, Vegas. Yeah. But, so, especially this year, there seemed to be more four-checking, at least on face-offs, um, That being said I still think it should have been a penalty There's no way it's a five minute Five minute major misconduct Where it's a man Advantage the whole five minutes There's no way It's that Um, The blood At least for me And I've seen other people bring this up The blood that Came off of Paul Velasquez's head Did not come from the stick But from when he hit the ice because he wears a pretty much it's a full face mask uh, which is uncommon unless you have a face injury which I think he did have earlier this year so if I'm the ref what I'm giving I'm giving him obviously a two-minute minor and that's it on the same token you Las Vegas still gave up four goals in what was it, four well five minutes. Four goals in five minutes. I don't care if you do have that advantage. I don't care if you do have that disadvantage. That's inexcusable. Especially from a team like Las Vegas where you have the talent, you have that charisma about you. That's inexcusable. That can't happen. Um, I get that it was a bad call. I know the NHL the NHL said it was a bad call. I get that. And I'm with you it was a bad call. But the fact you gave up that many goals in that short amount of time in that situation, I'm not saying you deserve the loss, but you
1: got what was coming to you. Worst call than the no-call Saints-Rams?
0: Uh,
1: uh, mm,
0: no. Because they did call a penalty. It still was a penalty. They and still called it.
1: Obviously, the stakes were a lot higher.
0: Um. I'm saying no only because, man, I don't get how you missed that James Harden travel earlier this year. <laughs> um, I might be sounding, I guess, a bit whatever about that, but it's hard for me. I, look, the refs got it right and wrong. They got it right in calling the penalty. It should have been a penalty. They got it wrong in the execution of the penalty. <laughs> so it, it's a weird two-way street on that one. Um But, yeah, like I said, you know, it's bad on the officials, but also bad on the Golden Knights because, like I said, they did get screwed in the penalty call, but they screwed themselves by allowing that many goals in that short amount of time in that situation. So that's where I stand on that, I guess. All right. So that being said.
1: Go Blue Jackets.
0: that being said i'm will give we're gonna give you here give you guys we'll go what i'll go 20 seconds where we'll just ramble about something quick to allow you guys to get away because we're at the portion of the show where we're in spoiler mode so this is game of thrones
1: first It's tough, you know, the show's live, sometimes it's it's people that pop on, Yes, they don't even know that this is happening. So So this
0: is going to suck if you pop right in, admittedly, but we're doing this for the people who are are listening live and watching live right now.
1: In our defense, it does say it on the ass episode.
0: So, that being said, spoiler alert, you have 20 seconds starting right now to pause, get away, do whatever you got to do. Because Nick is going to be discussing the Battle of Winterfall. Winterfell, my bed. So, we'll wait. Give you guys a few more seconds
1: here. I am, I am excited to talk adventures though. Yeah, that will be fun. One thing we will we'll say in these next twenty seconds: we did watch it.
0: We did. We went to. Uh, we saw it in IMAX. That was really
1: cool. Uh, in second, second second did IMAX
0: movie ever. So first. No, second or third. I think it was third.
1: First IMAX ever we were in the second row, so it wasn't the greatest. That was experience. rough.
0: Also, I had a dud pair of the gl- of glasses too. <laughs> yeah. All right, we actually gave we actually gave the people.
1: Oh yeah, we gave you enough time. We actually
0: gave them damn near a minute. So, all right. So that being said, final alert because I'm going right to Nick on this one. So spoiler alert, get away while you can. Nick, take the wheel. Game dun, of dun, Thrones. Dun, dun,
1: dun. Well, I just first of all, I'll say this. Paul is not a Game of Thrones fan. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I am not a super Game of Thrones fan. What you watch? I watch. I've seen most of the episodes. And um I've heard all the spoilers. And I started watching the season. I just I just didn't want to watch it all because I've so much time. But I've seen most of the episodes. But I started watching the scene. So I'm not a super fan. Don't don't look at me as like this big super fan, but I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna to try to get your in peak your interest for the next final three episodes. So there's three episodes left. Give us a little bit of what happened and give us your like thoughts on it. You know what I mean? Okay. On the last episode? well, well the, okay. the battle I'm talking so about. So going into this season, there's Jon Snow and there's Daenerys Targaryen. Those two are your two people that you need to love. They are the two stars of the show. Um they're both the leaders of their families. And then uh, there is a spoiler that Jon Snow is actually the nephew of Daenerys Targaryen. It's weird, but you have to watch the show to understand it. Um, so, going into the season, there's these white walkers. They're like Walking Dead. And there's the Night King. He is the head of them. And they were coming to Winterfell, where all your favorite characters are. Winterfell. So they have to defend themselves here. But there is so many White Walkers. So many dead people. You know? Um, and they kill the dragon. So there's three dragons in the show. They kill the dragon. So they have a dead dragon. A dead white dragon. And he shoots out white flames. And we have two dragons. So you should, we think two dragons versus one dragon would win. It's just simple math. But... Um, So, basically, the the first two episodes a six-episode final season here on HBO, Sunday nights at 9 o'clock, and the first two episodes just getting you prepared for the big war that came in episode three, which was last Sunday, this Sunday, last past Sunday, Um, so basically, just getting ready, you know, a lot of people just, the second episode was basically, the first episode was them all coming together, the second episode was them what they would do. Because they all are assuming that they're going to die. And they all had different ways of celebrating the way they would die. What they would do before they die, I should say. And then the third episode is the flat out. It's the war. So it starts off. The witch comes in. She tries helping them out. Getting some flames on their swords. Um, but it's just it's it's not looking good. The odds are against them. In Vegas, they'd probably be 200. 250 to 1 You know, something not good um, So They send out the, the the first group of guys You know, White Walkers Kill them all Well, not all of them, obviously some survive um, And then they just Really come into Winterfell The Night King, he's got his dragon Jon Snow and Daenerys Are also on dragon So it was, there was a big dragon fight Eventually they all fell off Jon Snow had a chance to knock out the Night King but the Night King they had killed a lot of people before this. Night King had rose all the dead up. So everyone they had killed came back to not to life. They're dead, they're part of the army again. So it's just it's bad news. They're going to lose. They're going to lose this. The Night King Still not sure what he really wants, but he really wanted Bran. Bran Stark. He is uh, He's the three eye Raven. Um he's in a wheelchair because Jamie Lannister, if you haven't seen the show, uh, I mean you just gotta know. Watch. Uh, <laughs> HBO Go. Uh Jamie Lannister had knocked out knocked off Bran in the very first episode. So that's why he's in a wheelchair. And then there's this Theon Greyjoy guy. He's defending Bran as the Night King comes to get Bran. Everyone else still fighting because all the dead is back. And Theon Greyjoy tries to kill the Night King, doesn't. And Bran, I think knew. I think Bran knew what was going on this entire time. So basically, just told Theon. It's probably over for you. So he kills Theon. The Night King. Kills Theon. Goes up to Bran. Looks like I don't know what he wants to do with Bran. And then out of nowhere, another character who I have not even mentioned. Arya Stark. Who is one of the Stark girls. She is a badass. I'll tell you that. She's a young girl. Um, and she comes up tries to stab the Night King out of nowhere Night King grabs her from the neck but she lets go of her little knife lets go of it grabs her with her other hand and stabs the Night King and kills the Night King and all the rest of the dead disintegrates because once Night King is dead you win the war and we won the war that is the big spoiler we won the war we won the first war first battle, probably, of the war. Mm-hmm. Well, there's another war with Cersei okay. Lannister. Another character who I did not mention. Who is another bad character. Who we need to kill because she is the one that's on the throne. But Jon Snow is the rightful owner of the throne. So he needs to get that throne. That is the whole point of the next three episodes. A lot of people are going to die. The White Walkers, who I thought would be around a lot longer. And I'm also doing this death pool with my cousin. And the most points you could get after Sunday's episode was six. I have one point. So you need to be a super fan to be good at this pool. Poll. You <laughs> uh, either say if they're going to be a white, dead, or alive. And then there's three other questions Is Daenerys pregnant? Whoa! <laughs> I said no. You yeah, and I didn't. I didn't know who that. was killed Night King? <laughs> I, did, I said it was going to be Jon Snow. It was actually Arya Stark. <laughs> and who is on the throne at the end of the season? And I said it's going to be Daenerys Targaryen. So we'll see. You know, I'm not a super fan. I'm sorry. I just. I wish I could tell you more. <laughs> I can't get too in depth. I just. I want to know what the Night King. Uh, another character I didn't mention: Tyrion Lannister. Best character of the show. If you don't know he's Miles Finch from Elf. Uh, good character there. You know, great movie. Uh, he's also in Pixels. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I say watch it, you know. You have three weeks still to catch up. It's a lot of time. HBO Go will be help you there. You know, HBO, it does cost money. Um, is HBO... Sunday nights at nine, and we won the first war. That's a big spoiler. But I want to talk Avengers.
0: All right. So our other spoiler. I'm Get exactly. yourselves on out of Bigger here. Bigger fan here. Bigger fan. Get here. yourselves on out of here if you hadn't, because holy crap, this freaking movie was awesome. Long. Mind blown. Three hours, literally three hours. The full three hours. Um. Uh, I'm just happy nothing happened where I was bugged by something on my phone you know what i mean like one of those type of deals um the avengers by the way it is it crept near 1.4 billion dollars this week this weekend at the box office um biggest opening weekend ever already in the top 10 all time for grossest for most gross movie ever in terms of money obviously um that gross, gross it's the second weekend's apparently like projecting to be really good as well. Um This movie was incredible. I mean just there's probably one why don't we, <laughs> I think ten percent watched it again. I know somebody not I don't like actually know them. Somebody at Barstool apparently did the Trifecta and went all three nights. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Wow. So that's incredible. I would, no way I'd be able to do that, but um, really incredible movie. Great storyline. Great plot. Um, I love the way honestly, it was really cool. How they incorporated Ant Man, I thought, into the movie. Um,
1: and I had never seen Ant Man
0: getting out, getting out of the quantum realm. I thought was incredible. Um, really, the true MVP of the movie is that Rat. You know, think about it. Yeah, the Rat doesn't you know scoot along, and uh, spoiler. Ken Jeong is a security guard doesn't see, you know, Ant-Man with the freaking sign, Scott Lang with the sign. We don't know. You know? And uh, that of. was incredible. Uh, personally, my other favorite part of the movie, I thought, was Thor as uh, as a fat guy. <laughs> uh, but, uh... That was funny. That was a funny moment, I thought. And um, the reason he's fat, because it yeah, took what, a five-year time yeah. jump. Yeah, there was a five-year time jump, Um a lot of funny memes about like how to spoil you know Endgame without actual spoilers and I saw somebody put the five years later SpongeBob thing up. I'm like, yeah, that's you know 100 true. So uh, Nick, what are your thoughts you know about the movie? Well, there's so much parts
1: and there's so much that happens in this yeah. movie. Well, I'm thankful that I can spoil it for you. <laughs> um, so there's really like three parts in the movie. So at yes. the end of the first part. I mean, I'm going to spoil the first
0: I feel like the main... I feel like that first part was only, like, half an hour long. Yeah, it was pretty quick. You know what I mean? Compared to the rest only, of Yeah, course. only because of, like... Since it was, like, in the direct aftermath of what Thanos did. Yeah, so
1: Thanos eliminates half the population of the universe. Yes, yes. So most people are dead. Dead. Half the people. Yes. But they're still... Half dead.
0: people and things. Yeah, and, People, like and, I didn't and realize. Things. That. Yeah, and I things, didn't re- right. I didn't realize that, but like birds too were gone. Yeah. Like
1: half. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the first there's three parts of the movie, I'll say. Basically the first part is trying to get the team back together to yeah. figure out this time machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. they had to get the, the the few I don't know if they're all Avengers, just a few superheroes. They're all
0: technically in the Avengers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they gotta get them all back together, the few that are left. Then once they do that, figure out the time machine. They need to. Uh... Oh, that's right. They killed Thanos at the beginning. They actually do kill Thanos at the very beginning. You're like, yes. what the hell is going on? Then five years jump. It, well, Thanos had destroyed. The, was pissed. <laughs> well, Thanos had destroyed the stone, so there was nothing they could do. And almost killed Thanos, But then they killed him anyway. And Thor killed him. Yep, Thor killed him. And uh, Then the five year time jump. And then it's when they try to get the team back together. So they need to get the team back together to get the time machine because they realized Iron Man and the Hulk had realized that. There is a way to get these people back, and that's through time machine. And then so they get the time machine, that's get the team back together. The next part is to receive the six gems. So they go back into like other parts, like other movies. Where they where the gems had first appeared in other Marvel movies. So like the first yeah. Avengers was one gem. There's another gem. So they had to get the six gems. So they got the team, they had to get the gems. Once you get the gems, then you could save you can reverse time And save all their buddies and uh, But Thanos While they're receiving the gems Thanos finds out about their plan Because of the one girl nebula It's in her brain yep. is and, deflected, and it affected The other real nebula In that specific time period In the past So Thanos found out which ruined their plan So they did get all the gems Even though it did hurt Paul, I'm going to have to spoil the first death here.
0: Yep. Wow. The
1: Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, had to sacrifice herself. Well,
0: technically, she was the second death. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But we haven't said the first one yet.
0: Yeah, we did. Thanos.
1: Thanos. Oh, yeah, Thanos. But then we went back in time, so Thanos is still alive. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So Thanos comes back to life because it went back in time. Uh, so Scarlett Johansson, she officially dies to get the soul stone like you saw with uh, Glamour in the first movie so they had to go back and do it again to get the soul stone and uh, Hawkeye wanted to do it but Scarlett Johansson's character felt like Hawkeye has a family I don't really so I'll do it and he was going to do it but she did it she tied him up they were both hanging on the cliff he let go of her or she forced him she let go of him Yeah. yeah well anyway she dies they get all the gems back and then Hulk puts on, because he's the only one that can really affect the power of it. Because he's so big. And it works. It works. But, Hawkeye hears his wife. They're about to celebrate. Thanos comes in. Because he finds out about it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's a big war starts starting. Thanos gets all his guys, all his group. Thor, Captain America and Iron Man. Iron Man try fighting them because Thanos needs that glove to, to reverse because they've, they've saved everyone. They don't know it yet but they've saved everyone. And then well, Thanos for gets, the most part, yeah. yeah. And Thanos gets this whole group but then everyone else that was disappeared in the first movie comes back, crazy scene and it's all fighting for the mask and this war, huge out war starts. I thought that was awesome. And Paul, do you want to spoil what happens in that war? Well... I, I mean, I guess. if you want me. The war it starts crazy scene. So,
0: so the war starts. So Thanos has the space—I forget what they're technically called. But so the space army comes in his like space goon army, right? And um, at pretty much the same time as like they're about to like charge, um, Black Panther pops in. In. So, it's nuts because then you have Dr. Strange comes in with his group, and he's able to spawn everyone in with the protective shields and everything. And it was nuts. Um, The fight scene was incredible. Captain Marvel comes back in to kind of save the day a little bit, too. Um, So, in the explosion, obviously, so, you know, the stones, you know, and the gauntlet are... um, not, like, missing, but nobody knows where they're at. And so, um, who was it? Was it Ant-Man that picked him up? I can't remember who Hawkeye. picked him up. Was it Hawkeye? Was yeah, first Hawkeye, Hawkeye found him,
1: that's right. Yeah, he's the first one.
0: And so, Hawkeye gets it, and he's able to make a considerable chunk of distance up, but then finally starts getting stopped, and Peter Parker, Spider-Man, swoops in and grabs it, and he has it for a while, Black Panther has it, and then Black Panther got it from him, and then Captain Marvel gets it, and she has it for a while, and they're almost to Ant Man's van to get in the time machine to take it back, to take the stones back, and um, who's the Thanos's goon sidekick? I forget his name. Damn it!
1: And (laughs)
0: he stops them, and um, Thanos ends up with the glove on. He gets the glove, and he's about to snap it, and he snaps his fingers. He's well, this
1: war up. is present. Yeah.
0: Now. Hit and he plans on destroying the universe and creating an own his own one. And so Iron Man, Tony Stark, looks over at Doctor Strange for help and gets that. And so Thanos goes to snap his fingers. And nothing happens. And that's because Iron Man had gotten all the stones from him in the gauntlet and implants them in his Iron Man suit hand. And I, Iron Man snaps his fingers, and Thanos and his space goons are wiped out, and um, we win. We win. But perhaps the biggest spoiler of them all. Uh, Tony Stark dies in the process of it because of the power. It's too too overwhelming. Uh, Nick, you alright.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the basic what Doctor Strange told him there was one, only one way we win this. Yeah. And it's you one
0: one way, one shot, one and he you know, told them that in the power. first
1: part. And I didn't even realize I watched the first part the day before. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange does say the word end game in the first part. Oh, oh he said it. <laughs> but yeah, Tony Stark has to do it. Basically sacrifices himself to win, save the world and win the war. Not was,
0: gonna lie, got choked up there for a and little then bit. Then he got to that. say
1: his goodbyes mm-hmm. to yeah, uh, the Don Cheetos character, who's part of like yep. his buddy, and then Spider Man, yep. and then his wife.
0: I don't think that's his wife. I'm fighting people on that one. I think it's a different character.
1: Well, anyway, he didn't make it. No, and we lost. Technically, Thanos did eventually we, die. So what happens is, Thanos so we lose
0: Thanos. Die. We lost. Black. Black Widow. We lost Iron Man. And then technically, also spoiler here. We technically lost the original Captain America, if you walk at it that way.
1: He uses the time machine. Because
0: when he goes back to go put the gems back, he stays back in time and marries uh Peggy. So she's she, old. Yeah, so he comes back old. He ends up giving the shield to Sam Wilson. I forget his name, but he's like literally in like every movie it seems. But he gives a shield to him, so we have, I guess, technically a new Captain America here coming up.
1: Yeah, it's and, uh, it could be leading to something. The and,
0: final scene of the movie is Thor turning over the reins of uh, Asgard to Valkyrie, and then joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know her name. So, uh,
1: or the Captain. Just
0: America. a great movie. 10 out of 10 If you haven't seen it yet For the love of all things holy You need to I am excited Thor
1: is part of the new Guardians That will be crazy
0: uh, With that being said R.I.P. Tony Stark Yeah We have made it To the end of the podcast And Thanos Um, No, screw Thanos Uh, So we made it to the end of the podcast Uh, Fun one today Um, Nick, who are you shouting out today, man?
1: I'm shouting out you know, for the first time in like 10 years, I watched Jeopardy today. All right. And I'm shouting out this guy that won 18 times in a row today, James holtz Howard. He was uh, on... Um, I watched him. He is good, man. He is. I thought I recognized him from somewhere. He was on The
0: Chase uh, before another trivia show. Really? So, yep.
1: Well, he is good. Shout out James, man. I watched him. The key with him, most of the time when someone gets one right, he's always first to the button. He's so good at that. Yep. And uh they can't win two in a row. It's hard. They it did it once, but usually wins it before Final Jeopardy. Uh, and he only won by eighteen bucks on Monday, I guess, but dominated tonight. Yep. He, he and he's he's the record is he's won eighteen times. He's fourth all time wins. I think it's like 21 or 20 is second and third. Maybe 19, 18. He might have tied third place. But first of all time is 74 wins in a row. And that guy won like his name was Jennings. Yeah, Ken Jennings. And he won like $4 million or something like that. And he is already almost halfway or like Mm -hmm. pretty close to halfway to catching this guy already. And he's only won 18 times in a row. So it's just the way he bats. He knows where the the double daily doubles are shout out, James man, inspiration.
0: All right, so thanks, Nick. That being said, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Fresh Takes Podcast. If you haven't, you should like, share, subscribe. All the fun stuff on YouTube for Fresh Takes One. Download their app, a lot of cool. You can get news, weather updates, sports, everything right there. Should download, pretty cool. And we'll catch you guys here next week for another edition of the Fresh Takes Podcast.